Good evening, and welcome back to Christian Education, CEC, here at Impact Gospel Ministries, where each week we try to bring you meaningful discussions and questions to challenge you and help you grow in your faith as we explore the Word of God. Thank you so much for joining us this evening and sharing with your friends, watch parties, fellow members of your churches. We appreciate that. The more you have your own conversations and discussions, the better this is. It means we get more out of it. Today, we are in our final lesson of our Kingdom Living series, which has been fantastic. First lesson we talked about, spiritual wisdom and discernment. Lesson two was on victorious living, and today we're going to be talking about eternal life in Christ. Also, if you have missed any of these lessons, please go back and find them and listen to them. They've been really good. You can search on our Facebook page. You can also look us up on our podcast, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to catch all of what we've been doing and keeping up to date with the lessons. So I'm really excited about this topic as well. I'm gonna hand it off to Pastor Riley. Oh, good evening. Thank you, Gavin. Good, e good evening, everyone out there. It's a wonderful evening, nice, warm, bright and sunny. Praise be to Almighty God. He does know how to make them. Mm -hmm. Welcome to another evening of enrichment of good spiritual food that we may grow and mature in Him. Thank you so much for joining us. May the Lord richly bless you and your family. Uh, we are, we'll be talking about eternal life in Christ, as Gavin said, and uh, we are using the New King James Scripture mainly, and a few notes from Max Lucado, uh, not much. So our text is from 1 John 5, and we'll be going from 6 to 21. Let's bow for prayer. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we do give you praise. God, your words are so rich, oh God, and full of nourishment for us. Father, thank you, oh God, for the scriptures, Lord. Open our eyes and our hearts to them, Lord. May we understand them just as your disciples ask you the meaning and you explain. Father, let your Holy Spirit reveal, oh God, all the messages that we need to receive, God. And may we learn how to apply them. Bless every ear that listens and every heart that is tuned in father we thank you in jesus name amen amen, amen. so i'm beginning in first john chapter 5 6 to 21 i'm beginning at verse 6 uh, in the new king james version i'll read part of it and gavin will read uh, a part of it this is he who came by water and blood jesus christ not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who bears witness, because the Spirit is true. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three agree as one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his Son. He who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar, because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his Son. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in 
his son. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the son of God that you may know that you will have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the son of God. Now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. If anyone sees his brother sinning, a sin which does not lead to death, he will ask and he will give him life for those who commit sin not leading to death. There is sin leading to death. I do not say that we should pray about that. All unrighteousness is sin, there is sin not leading to death. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself and the wicked one does not touch him. We know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. And we know that the son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true and we are in him who is true in his son, Jesus Christ, and this is the God and eternal life, the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. 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 Now, uh, don't forget that John was writing to believers who were being subjected to competing claims about Jesus. Huge discussion. Who is he really? Was he really human or, or was he... God just closed in some camouflage, you know, just a shell. John was a witness that Jesus died a physical death and rose again. The Holy Spirit at work in the church testified to this truth as well. The truth is clear. Jesus is who we claim to be. And those who trust in him really can look forward to a life that never ends. In other words eternal life uh, that's our goal that's our aim that's the end point of all this so we begin with our discussion this evening with a little bit of a few wise words from Max Lucado it goes like this it has been estimated that perhaps as many as half of all churchgoers do not possess the assurance of their salvation in other words, they cannot say for sure whether they will spend eternity with God in heaven. That's serious. Would you agree with this statement? And if you do, what do you think is the problem? The statement that half of all churchgoers do not possess assurance of salvation. Mm -hmm. It's a scary thing. You know, the crux of our faith is that Jesus saves and, you know, we can have eternal life through faith in Son of God, Jesus Christ, and then to say that half the people who are attending these churches and perhaps confessing faith don't really believe that it's that way, that's, that's a little sketchy, yeah. And, and uh, if we are reminded of the scripture, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be, shalt be saved, it's almost like, you know, the feeling of I don't deserve it. It's mm -hmm. too good to be true. There must be something I need to work at before at some point down the road, I will really be in. I, I remember years ago as a young 
person, somebody asked me for direction. Where are you going? They asked me. I'm going to church. Mm-hmm. I said, are you a Christian? Yes, I am. They said, no, you're not a Christian. You're trying to be a Christian. <laughs> you see, this is how some people look at it. Mm-hmm. You're working towards something, but that's not scriptural. Right? Once you believe and accept him, you got to have that belief also that what he says is true. He has he forgives you of the sins you confess to him. He cleanses you from all of that. So now if if you're no longer in sin, you know belong to him. He has given you salvation. Therefore, all that applies to a child of God will apply to you. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a question of faith, right? That's right. Salvation is entirely based on faith. Confession of your mouth and believing in your heart. So, I mean, maybe us as churches haven't emphasized enough, you know, the fact that your belief is what brings about your salvation. It's what your salvation hinges on. It's your faith and your belief in God. Amen. And even sometimes we we might not even look at it as such, but subconsciously we practice exactly this scenario. Mm -hmm. Because we, we, we... could have erred and we we repented and we pray about it but we allow the enemy to load our lives with that guilt and so you cannot move on because this stands before you all the time remember the the devil is described as an accuser of the brethren he's happy to point out your error mm-hmm. but the scripture says if you Come confessing is faithful and just to forgive. And uh, in Romans 5 and verse 1, uh, if I quote it right, it says, Being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Amen. So what we are talking about here is being able to be at a, that point of peace, knowing that God has has formed your salvation and that you have been set free from sin. And the scripture says, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. So people who have spent that time in church and still feel that way, I feel sad because it could be in our church. People are afraid to say, you know, I don't really feel like I'm saved. Mm -hmm. Then we could have a discussion then we could point to the scriptures hence we will be able to to help them come to grips with that i have trusted god i believed him and what he promised is indeed true and that's why series and teachings like this on kingdom living are very important because Mm -hmm. here we're calling out you know the some of the things some of the benefits some of the signs that you're living as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And so when you equip people with these knowledge, then they can sit and think, okay, well, I don't feel like I see that benefit in my life, or I don't feel like I'm living in this privilege. You know, how can I live more like a citizen of the kingdom of heaven? And this is really helpful in pointing people in that direction. Amen. Amen. And before we move on, I I am reminded of Jesus on the cross. I mean, there was a crook and one uh, crook on both sides. Mm-hmm. One mocked, but one said, "Lord, remember me when you go in your kingdom." Right. And Jesus, there. I mean, there was no doubt. We 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 talk about he has sins. Well, this guy committed crimes, right? 
And, but Jesus said to him, This day shall you be with me in paradise. How long does it take to be saved? It can be an instant work. <laughs> That's right. It's a work of grace. It is miraculous. It is spiritual. And therefore we cannot measure it according to how we measure human things. This is God Almighty and He's able to do what He says Amen. He will do. Another question here. Some of the false teachers in John's day were saying God's Spirit only came on Jesus at His water baptism and then departed at His bloody death. You know, one of the most dangerous discussions out there is discuss discussing Scripture and taking it out of context or misrepresenting it. When you know it's God or the devil, you can deal with that. But when it's in area where somebody who is saying this stuff might even be in church a long time. So you look up to that person uh, with such respect because they must know a lot. But that doesn't mean that person cannot err in the scriptures. So, so whatever it is, remember we talk about trying the spirit is actually looking at when they bring up things like that, measure it with the scripture to see whether it is true or not. So I want to look at quickly at verses 6 to 8 to see what John, John said here. This is who came by water and blood. Jesus Christ, not only by water, but by water and blood. We look at verse 7. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And we look at verse 8. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the Spirit, the water, the blood, and these three are one. What, what a lot of people would refer to is that when Jesus was baptized and he was coming up out of the water, the scripture said straightway as he came out of the water, the Spirit of God descending upon him like a dove. Mm -hmm. So uh, their reasoning is that that's when he really become the Messiah because now the Spirit came upon him. But contrary to that, the Spirit of God was always with him. But what we saw was an example of the gift of the Holy Spirit that now Jesus realized this, that Jesus now began his ministry right after that. Mm -hmm. And, the, and the, when he spoke to his disciples, he said, wait in Jerusalem until you are equipped with power from an eye. So power for service. So that is how this ties in. He was human because John stood there and watched him pierce his side. I don't know about you, but human tend to bleed. Blood and water flowed from his side. He was indeed human. He felt every nail that they drove in his hands and his feet. So uh, put that to rest. According to the scripture, and we believe the scripture, he was fully human. We look at three. Another question here. What would you say to a person who argues there are many ways, <laughs> many ways to God, many paths to eternal life, and all religions are basically saying the same thing using different terminology? Okay. <laughs> I think this is a good moment to just remind ourselves of where we've come from in this course so far. So like we said, we started off with spiritual wisdom and discernment in lesson one. Mm -hmm. There we talked about how Paul was passionate 
about us growing in the knowledge and revelation of God, how he, he really framed it as important, all important to our experience in Christ mm-hmm. and, and just understanding how mighty and real God is. But then the companion to that is discerning and testing of the spirits by which we receive the words and the actions of other people and to know what is from God. Mm-hmm. So that was one foundational lesson in how to live out of the kingdom here on earth is, is having the wisdom of, of God and what he does versus what's wrong. Right. But then in addition to that, there is lesson two, where we talked about victorious living. And, you know, we said there are a lot of things we can do to overcome this world. You know, we talked about the work that Jesus did that has made us more than conquerors. And then we talked, had discussion about overcoming sin and praying preemptive prayers, mm-hmm. exercising humility, speaking life, all the different things that we can do to live in the victorious life and what that looked like. Amen. So then today talking about eternal life and to hit this question that there are many paths to eternal life. If you've been with us all these weeks, that would make you kind of raise an eyebrow and be like, even if I... As a Christian, I know that's not true, but especially after what we've been talking about these last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. we know that it's not the case. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus already said, no one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. But we also have, as we will probably go through today, a lot of verses that basically, not basically, they definitely point to Jesus is mm-hmm. eternal life. It didn't say anyone is eternal life. It didn't say maybe Buddha. It didn't say, you know, maybe the statue you carve in your house. It didn't say anything else like that. It said Jesus mm-hmm. is eternal life. Amen. Amen. And uh, Jesus described himself as he's the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh to the Father but by him. Mm-hmm. But the scripture also add to that and said there's no other name under the heavens. Amen. By men shall be saved, but by the name of Jesus Christ. This world, out of all the religions, this world has only had one Savior, and that's Jesus Christ. I am not knocking anybody's God, because I don't know about them. I can only <laughs> tell you what I know. And any saving grace is through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. There is no other way, no two way. You cannot climb through the window you cannot find a shortcut if you don't travel this way it says straight is the way and <laughs> narrow is the gate yeah and it's and he even went on further to say few find it i am so excited for you my brothers and sisters out there <laughs> because we are among the few who have found it so don't let anyone uh, deceive you there's only one way mm. the early gate amen why is God's testimony greater than man's? I would think that if in the court system, once we swear someone in and they testify on the stand, that is taken as true and we, we believe what they say. Mm-hmm. And for people who are so prone to lying, if we can in that situation accept their testimony as true, how much more then can we accept God who does not lie and what he says to be a testimony is true. That's right. And he says, this is my son. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Mm-hmm. 
Amen. Even those standing there, they, they not all of them heard the word, but they said it was thundering and lightning. So they knew something was happening. Yeah. Something was going on. How do the words of verse 11 assure and lift your faith? And I want to read it for you. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Wow. How does that lift your faith? For me, just knowing that the son of God, the son of God was a gift given to us such that even though death was pronounced on us after man sinned through the, the disobedience in the garden and death was pronounced on them here God gave his son and gave us eternal life I want you to understand out there that before man's fall in the garden of Eden we had eternal life we <laughs> fell from where God has created us to be because of disobedience to him mm-hmm. so here Jesus came to open up a way back to God back to eternal life and when when the scripture teaches us that God himself you know states this that he has given us his son and in his son he said remember the son said I am the way the truth and the life yeah right you will have life in me and have it more abundantly this is the abundant life eternal life whoever has the son has eternal life now when we when we hear this we should feel more confident so when you do go to god mm-hmm. you you approach him uh with more uh trust in him understanding that he has done something in my life and has given me a life long after this yes of course so so then we don't die we only sleep and await his return. Yeah, you were talking about the gift that God has given us. It reminds me of uh, John, St. John chapter 6. Mm-hmm. In verse 63, it says, The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. And that was Jesus talking mm-hmm. right then and there. Amen. Amen. So have faith in God. <laughs> when you do pray, believe him. This is real stuff. This is not wishful thinking. This is not make-believe. This is real. And uh, our next question here begins with a scripture quote. And I want to read this. Romans six twenty-two and 23. But now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life in christ jesus our lord so the question is this what is the difference between wages and gift wages i believe are things that are owed to you for you doing something Mm -hmm. so because you did this then you are owed this. Whereas a gift is something that is more often than not freely given. Not always a reason required. It's just something you give, some, usually out of affection or, or caring for a person. Or your birthday. 
you know, in the cases of a special occasion, <laughs> Father's Day is coming up for those who have forgotten. That's right. So, so uh, I know, I know there are people out there worry about the type of gift. They value it based on the size of the package, you know, how pricey it is. It could be really small, but if it's a diamond ring, you know, <laughs> it, it, it stands in an entirely different category. But truly, you've done nothing for the gift. Mm -hmm. But your wages is a reward of what you have done. Right. So when he said the wages of sin, you really deserve death because of what we have done in sin. Mm -hmm. But here comes God giving a gift that we totally don't deserve. Right. We didn't even know how to ask for it. He, the scripture said he so loved the world that he gave his only son. He just looked at us and go, poor fools, they don't understand <laughs> what they're missing. Gave us his son, his wonderful gift, his precious gift, mm -hmm. that we might have eternal life in it. Right. But that gift is no use to us unless we accept that gift. Ooh. The gift is of no use unless you accept it. Amen. 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 So go receive your gift if you <laughs> haven't taken it yet. I don't know if it's under the tree. You know, how many of you at home have gifts still wrapped that you never opened, never looked at? Don't let this salvation gift be one of those. He's given it out of his love. So let's receive it gratefully and with a thankful heart. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because at the end of the verse... In this particular verse, it says, and the end, everlasting life. So it's talking about you have your fruit to holiness and the end, everlasting life. Amen. So in this verse, he's really emphasizing that, you know what, as opposed to receiving death at the end of your life, mm -hmm. you would receive life eternal at the end of this life. He's emphasizing eternal life in the life afterwards. Amen. And that's, that's wonderful. That's what most of us um, are used to are, are, or agree with. Mm -hmm. But then I, I have this question, and I'd like your thoughts on it. Is eternal life, when we talk about it, only mean a life after this life? We, in tradi traditionally, jump to the afterlife. Yeah, amen. But there's nothing in eternal that says it is afterlife. All eternal means it never ends. Amen. Have you been studying your words? <laughs> <laughs> so, so we look at the, the, the Son of God who says, He is life. He is life. Mm -hmm. And when we receive Him, the scripture says, He's given power to become the sons of God, which put, puts us at the same at the same keel as he is. He is eternal life. Mm -hmm. So so you and I living here, if we have accepted Christ, we are, we are already living eternal life. Amen. What is he talking about? Take for example, uh, the, the word has told us that if, when we are in Christ, we don't really die, but we sleep. Mm-hmm. We sleep awaiting. When, when Jesus went to, to, to resurrect Lazarus, he, what he said, he's just sleeping. Right? 
I'm, I'm going to wake him. So yeah. we don't die. That death has been laid to rest when Christ has come into our life. We have passed from death to life. So we Amen. are living eternal life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The trouble is, this body, because uh, you see, God can lie uh, and go against his word. From the dust you came, to the dust thou shalt return. Right. So, <laughs> so this flesh mm -hmm. is headed to the dust. Right? But those that are asleep, when he comes, the scripture says, they will just awaken and go with him. So we are, we are already living eternal life. That's really good. It's like you're saying, even though this body will die, our life has not ended. Even though our physical... Uh, covering or they say this robe of flesh will die or that life will end our life mm -hmm. is not over it actually has already begun and will continue after uh we drop our flesh and lie in the grave you know when jesus comes eternal life continues it doesn't begin that's right for example how can you know ordinary man who would have expected that an ordinary man could uh lay their hand on the dead and raise them, mm -hmm. right? Those are supernatural things. Uh, miraculous, uh, supernatural healing, you know, receiving the Holy Spirit, speaking in a language you did not go to school for, but something got into you and you start, you know, speaking some heavenly language. Right. Right? These are miracles of God that we can kneel down speaking to a God, calling to Him, you know, asking him to do things, but we cannot see him, but he is here. Mm -hmm. You see, when we were in sin, we did not know that. But now that we are his, we know that. And we know he hears us. We can come with that confidence that he has opened up this way. So, of course, our life is new. Mm -hmm. We are new creatures. All things are passed away. Now we are living a life in Christ. That's really good. You actually answered my next question already. I was going to ask, you know, for those people who may not know, what are some of the things or some of the aspects of eternal life now that we, we should see or experience? And like you said, it has to do with the supernatural acts, miracles, healing, speaking in tongues, some of those things that, you know, are the supernatural gifts that God has given to us. That is part of our eternal life. Amen. And even if some people might be saying, well, where does it say in the scriptures that we have life now? So one of the scriptures we can look at is uh, John chapter 17, verse 3. I'm looking in the Amplified mm -hmm. here. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, this is Jesus speaking, the only true, supreme, and sovereign God, and in the same manner, Jesus as the Christ whom we have sent. So that is Jesus himself saying that this is what eternal life is, not only talking about the afterlife, but in the right now, mm -hmm. knowing and experiencing Jesus in an intimate way mm -hmm. and with the Father, that itself is eternal life. Amen. Amen. And don't forget that the joy of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Children of the kingdom are able to rejoice in the weirdest, troublesome times. Yes. When, 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 when you should be crying, when you should be worried, when you should be weeping, you know, we are rejoicing. 
I look at an example of Paul and Silas. Mm -hmm. You know, they were arrested, thrown in jail, unfairly, of course. You know, they didn't have a huge demonstration going on. The children of God, they, they, they began to pray. Paul and Silas, they could have moaned and go, God, I want you to send a bolt of, a bolt of lightning and shake this place so they know who you are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But they look around and they go, hey, it's not so bad. <laughs> it is covered. Let's have church. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the scripture teaches us that they began to sing and pray that the whole place was shaken. See, it is because of this new life why we are able to do that. We are not as human as we used to be. That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> well, it's good. It, it's something that challenges us to shift our mindset. You know what? Eternal life has a now component. Mm -hmm. You know, it starts as soon as we put our faith in him and if we have that mindset that there's more to this life than just getting up and going to work, going to the church building and coming home, you know, if there's more to it, if you are supposed to experience eternal life now, it might affect how we look at things. And like you said, looking around saying, you know, this is not so bad. God is even in this situation. Amen. And and when the praise and worship team seemed not to have it that morning, <laughs> you know, it's not like, oh, what's the matter with them? But you start to to build your own fire. And before you know it, your fire start to catch with theirs and we have a bigger fire. Mm -hmm. So so you, we don't we don't look at it as, you know, why church really dead today. You're thinking, man. I am here to worship God. What do you mean church is dead? Mm -hmm. You're here to worship God. Is God changed? No. no. Is God faithful? Of is course. he still good to you? Yes. So then we should be worshiping. Right. You have your own personal experience, your own fire, and not just in church, but outside of it as well. Amen. So none of that should matter. Let this life be in you. Amen. Someone had this uh, really interesting saying to help us remember and saying, eternal life is not just pie in the sky by and by it is also steak on the plate while you wait and i had to chuckle but sometimes putting things in rhyme will help us to remember them and maybe to start to change Amen. how we default into seeing things Amen. i thought that was good that is very yeah, good right this is the confidence in in first john chapter 5 14 and 15 and this is the International Standard Version. Mm -hmm. This is the confidence that we have in Him. If we ask for anything according to His will, He listens to us. And if we know that He listens to our request, we can be sure that we have what we ask Him for. Amen. How significant is this to our faith and walk with Him? This is everything Amen. when it comes to our walk with Him. Amen. And just like we are talking about, this now component, this living eternal life mm -hmm. right here on earth, this is part of it. Amen. That God would have arranged for and given up this gift that if we just ask, mm -hmm. that He would listen. And not just listen, but he would also grant it. We can be sure that as long as we ask in his will according to what pleases him, some versions would say, that he will give us what we would... Man, that's, that's great. So we wouldn't fall, shouldn't fall in the, 
in, in the group that Jesus said you have not because you ask not. Yeah, we know we can ask and therefore receive. Amen. Amen. Talk about confidence. And assurance. Oh, man. So where would doubt come from in all of this? Well, that's a really good question. How can we doubt if he's already told us, just ask? Mm-hmm. And you will receive it. So doubt, I, 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 in my studies, I start to think that doubt and unbelief, you know, our brothers and sisters, they tend to walk together. Doubt and unbelief don't come from the Spirit of God. That's, Amen. That's the enemy rolling stones in your path. Or us tripping over our own feet. You know, God said, if I ask him, I will get this. But you're praying. He said, prayer, ask and do not doubt. Mm-hmm. Right? You would think after all of this, we would go before God and go, <laughs> we're already rubbing our hands uh, spiritually in glee of what we're going to receive because we are so confident he's going to give it. Right. But instead, we start thinking, what if <laughs> maybe he won't give John got it, but I don't, I'm not sure I can. Right. You see, if John can get it, because we know God is not partial, and I know you agree with me out there. Amen. He's a fair God. So what he done for John, he will do for you. So when you see John get his blessing, I mean, you should be excited for John. Because you say, God is still answering prayer. So we can come to him in boldness and confidence. Our faith would grow. Our walk with him would be better. Mm-hmm. We won't uh, uh, up and down, yo-yo-like <laughs> kind of life. We will be strong, determined, and firm. Amen. Yeah, it, you remind me of that story in Mark, Mark 9, where uh, there is the boy that they were trying to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus asked them, how long has this been happening? And the father replied, since he was a little boy, often the spirit throws him into the fire or into the water trying to kill him. And he says to Jesus, have mercy on us and help us if you can. Mm -hmm. So sometimes our doubt is either, are you able or are you willing, Lord? Mm -hmm. I know in theory that you can do this, but will you do it for me? And in the next verse, Jesus says, what do you mean if I can? Anything is possible if you believe. Amen. So Amen. like you were saying, if we can just condition ourselves to believe and not doubt, mm-hmm. that Jesus promised us in addition to this that anything is possible, Amen. including receiving the things that we think, maybe, I wonder if God would do that for me. Believe, because anything is possible for him who believes. Amen. And, and sometimes it's our own... You know, the way we measure ourselves, you know, that's reaching. Mm -hmm. You know, you treat it just like you would go to the bank. You're thinking, man, I could use a loan. (laughs) You know, I could use a $50,000 loan. Yes. You're going to the bank and you kind of think, I'm going to ask them, but I know they're not going to give it to me because of this and because of that. That would be doubting. Well, you see, with Jesus... We can come with that confidence. He's promised it. If you know that he listens to our request, we can be sure that we have 
what we ask of a blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Praise Amen. the Lord. Praise and the I Lord. think all of these things work together. So if you don't yet believe that you have the benefit of eternal life now, you may not also believe that you have the benefit of receiving good things from God now. True, and you true. might believe that you have to wait till this life is over to receive those things. Mm-hmm. Or you got to do some good deed for God to hear you. It's not the works. It's not the works. You need the faith. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then works of faith will come. You exercise your faith. Yes. You use your faith. Amen. Your faith will lift your prayers to God. Amen. <laughs> According to the message on Sunday. Yes. Amen. 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 Okay, we have a, a, a question here. First John, we're looking at verse 18 now. The scripture. First John 5, verse 18. We know that the person who has been born from God does not go on sinning. Rather, the Son of God protects them and the evil one cannot harm them. You know, we have, we have, we have talked about this. We have talked about eternal life. But we cannot forget uh, sin in all of this. And uh, there are some really strong uh, views about sin and how, what part it plays in our life. Some people believe we can never live without sin. Yet still, we're going to believe the God that can calm the mighty sea, the God who can save you, who can give you salvation, give you eternal life. Mm -hmm. But no, the same God cannot keep us in his way and keep us from sinning. (laughs) Right? We tend to uh, mix up when they say, if we say we have no sin, you know, a person who sins is a sinner. Mm-hmm. But then there's a, there's, there's, a, there's a sin that is called presumptuous. In other words, you know it's wrong and you go and do it anyways. Yeah. Yeah, presumptuous sin. Even David said, Lord, keep me from presumptuous sins. Mm-hmm. Those sins, you know, I don't know how you worked with God with that one. <laughs> you know, that's like taking things for granted. Yes, exactly. Then it, it, it wonders about the condition of the heart, right? Whether it's still filled with darkness. But there's a sin that might uh, beset you, catch you unawares. You don't deliberately walk out and go sin. Like he, he promised to forgive you and cleanse you of your sins. Mm-hmm. So if he sin, right? And here, John is saying that we know that the person who has been born from God does not go on sinning. Jesus don't want us to continue to sin. Right. Even those that he had healed when he walked this earth. It go your way and sin no more. Right? He doesn't want us to walk in darkness. Sin is of the devil. Mm-hmm. Sin is of disobedience and darkness and godlessness. So we cannot have it mixed together with the same thing. Right? I mean, we cannot approach the mercy seat of God that way. But he's faithful to cleanse us. And how do you keep from sinning? You know, those of you out there saying, we are human, we sin every day. Read what John says. The Son of God protects 
them. That's why when you get up this morning, I hope you did. I hope you got up with praise and mm -hmm. worship mm -hmm. on your lips and ask God, God, lead me through this day. Keep me from presumptuous sins. Consecrate me. Sanctify me. You're asking God to help you to have a victorious day. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, if we can ask him believing that he will give it, right. we can walk out in confidence, not thinking, man, it's just a matter of time before I do something wrong. No, you're walking out thinking, oh, the Lion of Judah shall break every chain. <laughs> you're, you're in a different a different level with mm -hmm. this. But it's not by our strength. Right. And that's where we have made a mistake. Mm -hmm. We keep looking at it from our own power. No, it is the Christ that lives in us. Amen. And some people might be thinking, well... You know, I've been saved for a lot of years. I'm not doing all these big, ugly sins. I think it's going to be good. But sometimes it's not the big sins. It's the little ones. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's our, our mindsets, the, our favorite belief system that maybe is not completely biblical. Mm -hmm. Some of those beliefs or mindsets that keep us out, keep us from experiencing what God wants to experience. And even though the scripture says continually be transformed by renewing your mind we refuse to let our thoughts and beliefs change mm -hmm. to be conformed to the word that too is also sin That's and right. that too is something that can keep us from experiencing our kingdom life as as we've been talking about Amen. but you know as long as we like you said we're conscious and we we ask god for forgiveness and we pray those preemptive prayers lord keep me yeah. Open my mind. Help me to see. Help me to understand. Give me a soft, pliable heart. That's also a way for us to even take care of our blind spots in that way, mm -hmm. in those smaller sins. And if you're wondering about the will, he has said in his word, it's not my will that any should perish, but that all will come to, to repentance. You know, a, a, a thought came to me mm -hmm. about those little little sins that little sins yes that we like to leave out you know god won't mind those mm -hmm. you know if you have ever been in a cave and see those i am not my memory is not as fresh that i can tell you the name of the the ones that hang down and the ones that stand up but something about stalagmites and, and stalactites very good stalactites. oh so <laughs> see i i am not i am far but not that far <laughs> So those things over the years, they didn't just build up, you know, just like that. It's the little drip. <laughs> now you make me feel so smart. Come on now. It's the little drip, day after day, night after night, year after year, that builds into these. The same thing with little sins in our lives. Those things would stay there and build into something bigger, mm -hmm. worse, mm -hmm. because you see, sin it can be contented with a little one. It, it's gonna grow. It's like a seed in the ground. It's gonna grow. Before you know it, when you start to check, you find that you are full fledged out of God and Christ, because you have, you have, oh, come on now, you have, you have, you have created a different world for you. You no longer can hear the master. 
Take, take for example, Judas. Don't forget Jesus, Jesus called Judas. Of course. Don't forget Judas was at every teaching that Jesus had. He was even there at the Last Supper. Yeah, exactly. Even when Jesus said, one of you shall betray me, it's almost like he was stone deaf. <laughs> he was so far gone and so convinced in his mind that what he was doing was so secretive, right? And he's going to pull it off and, you know, nobody's going to be the wiser, right? That he even asked, Lord, is it I? Didn't that sound like... Uh, those that mock Jesus and when they hit him and go, tell us who hit you. <laughs> you see, that same spirit was moving in, 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 in Judas. It did not just pop in like that. I believe it was there eating away at Judas, mm -hmm. eating away until he finally decided he was going to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And when he realized his mistake, he was out. Yes. Right? So sin, sin is not no friend of ours. If we have sin in our life, don't buy it and find excuse for it. Don't. We are human. God knows my weakness. No. Tell Jesus about your weakness so he can strengthen you. Because you know it, the enemy also knows your weakness. You caused me to have a very interesting thought. And maybe it's a good point to end on for tonight. Some people have said, you know, why would God allow the enemy to have tools that are so difficult to defeat? Like you were saying, why is something like sin so easily permeates everything from even just little things? Mm -hmm. How does it get into everything? How does it seep? How does it grow like that? And I heard someone preach a very good message about how all the enemy does is create counterfeits for the good things that God has. So the behavior of mm -hmm. sin is a counterfeit of something that God has already done. Oh. And when you think about that, then you think about all the kingdom parables that Jesus has talked about in Matthew 13. Mm -hmm. And I'll just read a couple of them. You have one, the parable of the mustard seed. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree. Birds come and make nests in its branches. Mm -hmm. And right after that, he says the parable of the yeast. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast a woman makes uses in making bread and even though she puts only a little yeast in three measures of flour it permeated through every part of the dough and so we say oh my goodness this sin is really hard to beat because if you leave this little sin here it starts to grow and permeates through everything in our lives mm -hmm. but the very kingdom of heaven is the original design and it also behaves like that mm -hmm. if you take a little bit of yeast if you just sow a little bit of the kingdom in your life mm -hmm. and you let it grow you let it sit there. It starts to grow and it starts to permeate through everything in your life. Mm -hmm. And like they said of the mustard seed, even though it starts really small, it grows into the biggest thing that everything else comes to uh, roost and live and depend on it. Everything else in your life can soon grow around the kingdom that is growing in you. I thought that was an excellent, yeah, excellent yeah. message that was preached about, you know, God is the original. The devil can only counterfeit the good things that God did first. Amen. So I would, I'm really encouraged, even though sin can permeate every part of your life, even more so, a little bit of the kingdom of heaven can permeate through your whole life. Amen.
the seed in good soil? Good soil. Oh my God. <laughs> Wonderful. Keep sowing those seeds too. Keep sowing those seeds. Yeah, we know how devastating sin is, but we don't have to live in fear. Mm-hmm. We don't have to live like we are on the edge. Right. We can have our lives hid and covered in Jesus Christ. We can walk boldly and with confidence. You don't have to jump at every shake of the trash that the enemy would make or the roaring of the lion. If we put our trust in God, the scripture said he will protect us. He will take us through. Like Paul and Silas, they faced adversity, but they had church. They worshiped (laughs) and shook the whole jail. Yes. And many souls got saved just because they persevered and gave God glory. Mm -hmm. We can do the same thing. We are brothers and sisters in the Lord. So we must hold on. And we must lead by example. Eternal life is ours. And we are children of the kingdom. Amen. 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 This series has been wonderful. I trust that we will all live as children of the kingdom. Don't fall under condemnation. But receive your gift. Exercise your right as a child of the kingdom. Talk to the master day and night. He will keep you safe. He will keep you strong. Amen. He will keep you steadfast. Amen. It's been a wonderful journey. Let's I loved bow. it. Let's yeah. bow for prayer. God, thank you for your amazing gift of eternal life. Your word could not be clearer. If we have the son, if we believe in him, then we have eternal life. God, help us to embrace the implication of this truth each day in our lives and give you continual praise for your mercy that our journey will be filled with your joy, with your grace, with your strength, and with the power of your Holy Spirit. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of our Kingdom Living series. And I don't know about you, but I have thoroughly enjoyed it, enjoyed sharing it with you and discussing all these ideas, challenging our minds, and really appreciate you, Pastor Riley, for weighing in on all of these deep questions and issues. Thank you all of you for joining us over these weeks. We appreciate you. And of course, if you've missed any of our previous previous sessions in this course or previous courses, you can check on our Facebook page or look us up on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and find our podcast episodes there. I want to thank you again so much for joining us. I pray that this week you would be challenged and you would think a little bit more about how can I grow my faith and apply some of these things that we've talked about tonight. God bless you. Have a fantastic evening and the rest of your week. Good night. God bless.